Welcome to the F-Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to episode 50 of the F-Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. The F in F-Sharp is financially sharp. I'm your co-host, Adam Henning, marketing professional and small business owner, and I'm joined at... What, you think that's funny? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) no, it's just good good intro. I got to switch it it up every once in a while. That's right. Hey, that's Tanner. He's getting boring. Getting boring. He's a certified financial (laughs) planner, JD, and financial expert. Uh, before we jump into the episode, if you haven't yet liked, uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a review if you have any questions or suggestions for a future podcast episode. Shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That is podcast at financiallysharp.com. I think I've said this 50 times, and I still haven't remembered or re- uh, memorized it. So you get to hear me stumble yeah, through this every right. time. Keep it fresh, right? It's all good. That's right. Keep it fresh. <clears throat> if you want to watch me stumble over the uh, the intro, check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can watch me do that. Uh, search Financially Sharp Podcast on YouTube. Don't forget to click the bell and subscribe. I'm also making Tanner laugh so much in this episode already, and I love it. Um, uh, episode 50, Tanner. Uh, we queued this uh, episode. We're going to talk about credit scores uh, in this episode. We queued mm-hmm. this up in episode 48, um, which was titled Credit Card Mastery. So if you're interested in that, go check out episode 48. But we also talked a little bit about credit scores back in episode 44 with our mailbag episode. So some of you, if you are a dedicated listener, some of this will be a little bit of a review for you. But uh, we're going to talk about everything credit score, um, some myths, what makes up credit scores, how to improve it, um, what makes it go down, what do you need it for, all that fun stuff. So um, where do, would you like to begin, good sir? Well, let's start with what, what a credit score is and what, uh, what makes up your credit score. That sounds wonderful. All right, cool. Um, so there are uh, really five kind of main categories, I guess I'd say that, that make up your credit score. Um, and they have varying degrees of importance and, and, uh, magnitude on what, what makes up your credit score. So, uh, one of the, actually, if, if you go on credit, uh, credit karma or something like that as well, you can, you can kind of see these and then they'll say, you know, like, um, high impact, medium impact, low impact, those things, but you, you can check it out there. Um, this is not a plug for Credit Karma, but I know that's one website that has it. I'm sure you can go to the credit um, bureaus as well and get it. Um, but the one of the the high impact ones is is your payment history. So obviously, what this is is are you making your payments on time? Are you making your payments in full on time? No late payments, um, no bankruptcies. You're not in collections, things like that. Those obviously have a negative impact if you have those, but it's your history of continuing to make these payments on time and and the regular payments on time. Pretty self-explanatory. Makes up roughly 30, 35% 
of your score. Um, next big category is credit utilization. Uh, what this is, is you get a credit card and I'm going to make some numbers up. Let's say there's a thousand dollar limit on your credit card and you go out and buy something for $500. Well, now your credit utilization is at 50% on that credit card. So the higher your credit utilization, the more of a negative impact it has on your credit score. So uh, the credit bureaus like to see um, low credit utilization and really, well, well, we'll get into that of how to kind of improve it, but um, we'll kind of just go over basics of what these all are. Does that impact uh, so of how long you keep that balance? Or, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, well known for an asking you questions that are almost impossible for you to answer. <laughs> um, but like if you well, just make no, a $500 okay. purchase and wipe it out right away. Oh, yeah. So, so your credit isn't necessarily checked every single day by the bureaus. Um, in that regard, if you bought something for $500 with your $1,000 limit and paid it, paid your credit card off two days later, it's likely not going to have a big impact on your on your credit score, if, if at all. Uh, it's more of, um, you know, you you let that go the whole month. Well, not not even over time. Like you, you, you just let that go for the whole month and then you get your statement at the end of the month and then we all have about another month to pay it off if we want to use the maximum amount of time. And so it just sits there on there longer and that's when they have more of a time, the, the credit bureaus have more time to check in on you and see, oh, yep, this is higher. You know, let's knock it down a couple points um, because of it. And then when it gets paid off, you know, it doesn't instantaneously go back up your credit score five days later or whatever it is when they do another check in. They're like, oh, you're, hey, credit utilization's down again, bump you up a couple points. So it's not something that happens. Um, it's not like buying and selling stocks, right? It's not instantaneous with the, your credit score. It, it's just kind of when they check in on it. Um, so that's credit utilization. Another big chunk, about a third of, of the magnitude of what makes up your credit score. Um, next one is the length of your credit history. So for young people, sorry, you're just screwed because you're young. Um, and this makes up about 15% of your credit history. Credit bureaus like to see that you've had accounts for really long times. I personally, and we'll get into this uh, later in the episode, but think this is one of the absolute dumbest um, reasons or, or uh, categories that they look at. And, and also the fact that they put, you know, 15%, it's not the biggest, but that's, that's not, uh, insurmountable or, you know, that's not a, a small amount there for, um, you know, the, the magnitude of, of what makes up your credit score just for the length of your credit. So that's typically why you hear people say, oh, you know, I've had, well, I've had this credit card. I never use it, but I've had it for 10 years. And I can't close it because it'll hurt my credit score. You know, it's, it's because of this. And to me, that's really dumb. If you're not using something, you should be allowed to close it and not have a negative ramification just because of it. Um, but length of credit history is the third one. Types of credit. Um, they like to see a variety of credit. So having um, you know, an auto loan and a mortgage and you know a couple of credit cards, perfect. If they see that you have 10 credit cards and nothing else, not as good. They don't like that. They like to see, okay, yeah, the the debt that you have is is varied and it's 
it's just showing, you know, a lot of people have mortgages. Okay, perfect. You know, you're paying that off. A lot of people have a car loan. Okay, perfect. You're paying that off. You have, you know, like I said, a couple of credit cards, something like that. So they like to see um, a, a different mix in there. That's about 10%. And then uh, new credit hits. So any credit pulls um, that they have on when you get, you know, apply for a mortgage, apply for a auto loan, apply for a new credit card when they do a hard pull on your credit score to find it. Um, too many of those in a short window or too small of a time period can have a negative impact on um, on your credit score as well. So those are the big five. What, when did this all derive? When when credit credit cards became a thing, or where did um, this I do not number... know that off the top of my head. <laughs> well, uh, see, I don't know that off the top of my head. My guess. Another question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while I ramble on and try to pull something out of Maybe you I know rabbit out of the hat here, I'm sure I'm sure you can Google it. Um, but my guess would be that it is when mortgages started to come about because banks needed a way, or really just loans, right? Banks needed a way to um, equally try to assess the risk of every individual, and every individual operates completely different from everyone else. Um, and and has many different assets and many different debts than than everybody else, and so it's it's you know some sort of standardized way to try to put everybody into a metric that they can then um, you know assign yep. risk to. My I got out my Did encyclopedia uh, um, called the Google Machine, and it's yeah, <laughs> yep, 1989, so as old as I am. Uh, Oh, that isn't. I thought it would be much. Concept of evaluating. Well, this is according to Capital One. So, um, evaluating a company's individual creditworthiness attempts to standardize this process began as far back as 1841. Oh, so. Okay. Which leads well, anyway, me to my next question. So, it's question. been around a long time. Yeah. Is there more than one type of credit score? Or are they all the same? Or. Uh, there are, so there, yeah, so it's supposed to be the same, but they'll vary slightly. Like there's TransUnion, Equifax, and I think there's one other, there's the big three. It's not coming to me right now what the third one is. Um, but they, they should be approximately the same. Now they may have different, like I said, those percentages I was saying of the big five, you know, maybe one of them values something at 12% and someone values it at 10%. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Is oh. the other big three. Uh, so, um, you know, so they may have a little bit different in their percentages or when they check in on your information. And so your credit score may be slightly different between the three, but it shouldn't be off. If it's if it's very off when looking at them, uh, something's wrong with one of them and you should investigate that. Like there's there's something wrong with that. Um, they should be within, I don't know, five to ten points. Should I mean it should not be a huge variance there with that. All right, we've established when and what they are. How do we improve that score? Yeah, so really um, improving the score would be doing all the positive things for the big five that we went over that you can do. So um, you know the first one we talked about payment history. Make sure that you're paying everything on time, paying everything off in full. Don't carry balances over. 
don't don't have bankruptcy, obviously, don't ha- be in collections, all things like that. Just make sure you're paying your credit cards off on time, uh, pay your mortgage on time, you know, any debts that you have, just make sure you continue to pay that off on time regularly um, as they go. Credit utilization, uh, this one is a little bit harder for people to control, um, at least right away. Um, this is going to basically be driven around your credit cards. So again, in my analogy earlier, if you have a um, a $1,000 limit and you spend 500 on it, your credit utilization is at 50% and that's high and they don't like that. Now, let's say you go to that, you've had that credit card for uh, three years and you go to that, that you know, you go to Visa or whoever and say, hey, will you increase my limit? And they're like, sure. And they bump you to 10,000. Well, now you went to 5% utilization to have the same $500 on there. And that's that's fine. They like that. So, you know, it, it's kind of, it's going back to the, you know, episode 48 um, with the credit card mastery. Having a higher limit is helpful because it, for your credit score, because it keeps your credit utilization down, but it's also a bigger risk because you have the ability to spend a bunch. So it's you know it's kind of a, a catch twenty two. Again, a little silly in my opinion that that's one of the things that they look at, but that is is what they look at. So keep that credit utilization as low as you can. Um, length of history of credit again to increase your credit score. Don't close old accounts even if you're not using them. It's stupid. Stupid, 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 but that's that's really what it is. Have accounts, have them for a long time, don't close them. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think that that's absolutely dumb. If you have a checking account at a local credit union and you move across the country and that credit union isn't there anymore, you shouldn't be penalized because you started a new banking relationship with a new credit union. You know, it's but but that's what's going to happen, right? And so it's it's dumb. It is what it is. Just know that that's going to happen. Your credit score could get hit a little bit if it's a situation like that and you close an account. Um, types of uh, types of credit was the fourth one. Again, just trying not to have this isn't really in a lot of people's control either, right? Like if you're if you're a young person and you're renting and all you have is a couple credit cards. You, you don't have the ability to get a bunch of different types of, of debt like they want to see. So your credit score really is driven and geared towards people who are older or later in their lives. Like the older you are, the better your credit score should be just naturally because you're older. You have longer credit history. You have more payments that you've made just because you're older. You have more types of credit because you're older and you have a car and you have a boat and you have a house and you have, you know, credit cards, right? Like, so it is definitely skewed to people being older and younger people. Sorry, like I didn't write the rules. It sucks. It is what it is. And, you know, you got to do the best you can because it will have an impact when you do go try to get that, that loan and that mortgage, because you want to have a good credit score for that. Um, and the last one for the new credit, you know, if you're trying to get a loan for a mortgage, don't go don't get a couple credit cards right before that. They're going to be pulling your credit history right before that. And then, you know, you go to get a mortgage and they're going to see that. So whenever you're trying to do something big and have a loan, you want to make sure your credit score is as high as you can. So try not to get those credit checks. And your mortgage lender should tell you that 
when they're they should. filling that yeah. out. Because <clears throat> most people's gut but, reaction is, oh, we're going to, um, I don't know what that was, but something in my ears. Um, the the first instinct that you're going to have, oh, I'm going to buy a house. I got to buy the washer and dryer, the, the furniture, which takes you to the furniture store. And most people will put it on, finance that. And that's a yeah, credit. Credit. Yep. And that's a big no-no. So. Right. And. But even even before you're going to meet with a mortgage person, like they can only help you once you've met with them. If you're right. thinking about buying a house in six months and you haven't met with a mortgage person yet, still don't go do that. Don't open a credit card right now. You like just use the ones you have. Um, they can wait until you get into that house and then get a credit card. Perfect. So, all right. If we were paying attention at all to what would improve our scores it would probably be the opposite <laughs> of what will make it go down but i'll give you the opportunity yes what makes my score go down sure yeah we'll hit these real quick because you're exactly right it's just the opposite <laughs> so uh missing payments making late payments uh maxing out your credit cards and carrying high balances so that your utilization is high opening too many new accounts so that your Le- average length of account is really low. It makes it look like you're an inexperienced um, credit person, even though you just opened new accounts recently and and maybe you're 40 years old, but you just happen to open five new accounts. It's really going to pull down your average um, length of, of account being open. Um, closing old accounts, same thing. That pulls down the average account um, age. And then, you know, obviously defaulting or going to collections on on any of of uh, your loans or getting your credit history, uh, your credit pulled too often um, will have a negative ramification because it's, it's signaling that you're trying to get credit a lot and they don't like to see that. So which leads us to the the ultimate question or the final question, which you can kind of deduce if you're listening or have listened to other episodes tanner in your opinion does it matter (laughs) um i'm gonna say it depends um i think a credit score matters it matters a whole bunch for very very small windows of time throughout your life and what are those i will use katie and i yeah well when you're looking for a loan Really, right. when you're looking for a loan, and that's it. Um, when you're trying to buy a house. Well, I mean, if you're renting, you know, they're gonna. Some landlords may pull your credit, and but I have never. Again, maybe it's different in in the big, you know, uh, like big apartment complex or something. But I have never come across a situation where they have raised your rent because of it. Maybe they would deny someone's application if their credit was too poor to live there. But I don't think your rent would go up necessarily. We're buying a home. If your credit is not, you know, it's just mediocre or, you know, could improve, you're going to pay more in interest. You're going to get a higher interest rate. And that's a huge, huge ramification with how much homes cost these days. Mm -hmm. Um, So it matters it matters immensely in those little windows throughout life of when you're trying to do that. You know, an auto loan, buying a home is the huge one. And then I'd say an auto loan or um, really that's kind of it. I mean, sometimes insurance can look at it. 
employers can look at it. But again, that's usually only going to be if you're working in the financial industry, that that may matter. They'll look for bankruptcies and different things. Um, you know, we're not talking big bucks that are going to be changing in your insurance rates or your utilities or your cell phone just because they check your credit. The big one is your house. Um, and, and then the unpopular opinion I would say is, is outside of that window, your credit doesn't mean crap. Yeah. It doesn't mean any, I like we bought, we have our house. I'll use Katie and I, we bought our house a year and a half ago and I do not care what my credit is. I do. I don't check it every day. I do not care. Now I am not intentionally doing things to make it worse but I do not care if I close an account from Volga, South Dakota at the credit union that I've had for X amount of years because it's going to hurt my credit score. I don't care. I'm not looking to get another loan right now. So it doesn't matter to me that my credit score is going to go down three, four, five points. I, I don't care. It means nothing. And, and I think a lot of people need to kind of realize this because especially the older generation, like it's, it, I mean, it's a source of pride. My credit score is really high and, and that is great. That mm -hmm. means you're doing all the right things. Right. But to not do something just because it's going to hurt your credit score, if you're not looking to get a loan, who cares, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to close that account because it's a pain in the butt to have it, just close it. If you have a credit card that you don't use, I would say the risk is actually bigger to have a credit card you don't use that you don't track, that you don't look at just because you've had it a long time and it might hurt your credit four or five points to close it. I think there's a bigger risk of that and it getting stolen and someone charging money to it and you not paying attention to it than it is to just close it because you don't use it and have your credit get hit by three, four, five points. Right. And the other aspect I think a lot of people miss too is, is in credit, it's like taxes. There are brackets. So like the top bracket, right? A lot of people you hear are very proud to have an over 800 credit score. And that is something to be proud of. That mean, Again, that means you're crushing it and doing everything right. Yes, props oh, to you. That's, that's fine. Yeah. But the bracket is 760 or sometimes 765 and above. Mm -hmm. So if you're at 780 or you're at 820, you're getting the same it rate. doesn't the matter. Same. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. So if you're at 820 and you want to close something or you want to do some of these things we're talking about you have, you you know have accounts that you want to close or you're concerned you're paying stuff with cash but you'd rather do it and put it on your credit card but you're worried about your credit card utilization like just put it on the credit card like if that's what you want to do who cares because your 820 score is going to drop to 810 and it doesn't change anything you're still going to get all the same rates if you want a loan which you're not looking to get so that's the big key of, of this is your credit matters immensely in little windows when you want a loan and you need to make sure you're doing the right things to make sure that that credit score is as high as it can be for when those windows occur. Outside those windows, don't care. Like in my opinion, don't care. I could have a client that has a 600 credit score and it might just be because they're retired, their mortgage is paid off, they have one credit card and they just moved to Arizona. So they have a new banking relationship. Hmm. That's that a pretty low credit crazy. score based off of yeah. the standards. But you look at that person and you're like, no, this person is crushing it, right? Like they have everything figured out and they're you know retired. So 
it, like I said, it's not the end all be all. And that's where I have issues just with the system and the system needs to update itself. I mean, we needed a system and this was a good start. We just, we need mm-hmm. to, we need to go to phase two and, and we just, we haven't, we've just stuck with phase one for obviously about 40 years or more. And we're just kind of sitting there. And there are some, you know, there's companies like called Upstart for the mortgage world that they look at a bunch of different things and throw it through an algorithm. And so I think it's moving. AI, I think, will help. Um, but unfortunately, until that takes over, these unfortunately are the rules that we all kind of have to operate under. So what, about six-month lead time if you're looking at a, a loan of some sort to kind of clamp down or it depends it It really depends yeah it really depends um you know the the easiest ones to clear is debt utilization right if you have high debt utilization pay off all your credit cards and then go have your mortgage person run your your credit you know score a few days later and it should have come through and, and that will help that'll you know should help raise it um but some of the harder ones right like if you close an account it's your first or yeah yeah, or types of loans yeah don't don't go get another loan just to diversify (laughs) your types of loans like don't go buy something you don't need just so that you have a different loan like again that one is ridiculous to me um and and the credit history you know like i said right south dakota had accounts back there when i moved to arizona that doesn't make sense for me to keep my south dakota only accounts so i closed those well it dinged my credit score but i wasn't looking to have a house or buy a house at that point. So it was okay. But that one does take time to build back, right? Because I had had that account since I was you know, a teenager. And so you lose 15, 20 years worth of account history, your average really goes down. And that, that one can take a lot of time to, to get back to where you were, depending upon how long that account has been open. So, um, you know, that one... That one's a little bit harder, but like I said, types of credit, don't go get one like that. Um, don't get new credit, you know, don't don't go get your credit pulled. I guess that's kind of with types of credit too, right? Like don't go get another loan, don't apply for new credit cards. It, yeah, I would say at least six months ahead of trying to get a house because the house, again, the house is the big one. You, you, you pay so much in interest mm-hmm. on your home because the home's value is so much that half a point difference by being in one bracket versus the other is immense. And if you can get one point percent interest point less, like it's tens of thousands of dollars you're saving. So that's why it's just like, it's so important for those few little windows in life. And after that, whatever. Again, don't intentionally hurt it. Don't intentionally hurt it. But but like, don't, don't live your life in fear of it going down a few points you'll be fine. Good stuff, sir. Anything else on credit cards or credit scores, I should say? No, I think that's basically it. It's a good overview of them. For sure. All right. If uh, anything else, if nothing else from Tanner, we hope this episode has been helpful. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, please like, subscribe, leave, leave us a review. If you have any questions or suggestions on a future episode, shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. That's podcast at financiallysharp.com. For Tanner, I'm Adam. Uh, Until next episode, stay financially sharp, friends. 
podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com. 